from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Hi! Welcome this morning. How are you? To the Wild Outdoors. It's a blistery, cool Saturday morning, and we welcome you to uh, uh, into the studio. Thank you so much for getting up early and joining us. Here we are. Beautiful Saturday morning. Christmas is about a week away. Uh, Braden Gunn. Carlos Number is one. in the house. Number is in the one. house. Oh, oh, that's that's now being disputed. <laughs> no, no, no. And, no, and no. Uh, Bill George over there, and Diego is uh, here. We're here today yeah. in the uh, uh, in the studio, hanging out at the Beasley Broadcasting Empire. Beautiful morning. It was it, so nice. It was. It oh. was. And here you are in I your love shorts it. and t-shirt. Oh, but no flip flops today. I He's got to, sneakers. I have to go to G. That's why. So, wow, look yeah, at that. Otherwise I, here I, I am in my Hawaiian shirt. I wear jeans, but that's my norm. And here we got Carlos. He's in jackets and sweaters. Hey, I got He's my got t- multiple layers of I, shirts. Hey, I got my Timberland jacket, and I got, what is this, a Realtree fishing and, shirt? And an undershirt and a hat. And Well, he's a little more tropical born than yeah. we are. You're a Pennsylvania boy. I'm a Southern kid, kind of used to it, but he's he's down there around the equator. Oh, dude, I you know, grew, I, so. oh, dude, I've never been there. I grew up in the Bronx. Man. It's in the blood. <laughs> it's in my blood. Hey, there ain't are, nothing you can do about it. Are those all Terra socks? No, you don't have no, little. Don't, you don't, don't have the small ones. It's not cold you. enough to get the, the Alteras out. I, no, right no, now. the little ones. I got the, the little ones bo- you wear the every little, day. The, no, the little booty ones. I got little yeah. booty summer ones. We spent enough on Altera last week. Okay. Hey. Hey, hey, it's good stuff. We still got hey. the twenty percent off on that. Nobody's that's listening true. now anyway. Carl, well, that's Carl, true. What? what? I didn't know. I didn't know you you had any little booty stuff. I do. <laughs> I do. Well, then also I was going to bring up the fact that you take a Cuban kid and you raise him up in New York. Uh, when it gets cold, they like throw eight thousand pounds of clothes on. So and burn it's, a it's, tire. Yeah, it's something that they're used to. Dude, there's so. no difference. I got an undershirt, this, and that's it. I got a Timberland jacket for the nippiness. Nippiness. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd throw a new, a new one out there. Nippiness. I'm gonna come up with a new Christmas curl just for that particular <laughs> vernacular. I want that one right there. Chestnuts. Ro- oh, it got a collar. Oh, no. Okay, I was checking. <laughs> he's ego. He's up, man. The people don't even know you're here yet. Oh, dude, I had a double shot today, man. Uh, oh, good. Great. Yep. The two small cups. Yeah, we're in for a great no, show. No, no, no. It's twice the amount of coffee in one K cup. That's what I'm. That's what right I'm talking now. about. Yep. The, I'm talking about the little Cubans, the little, you know, the double shots. Yeah, so the whammy. We got the whammy going on today. Dude, I could take that and go to sleep. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Well, uh, we got a lot to talk about on the show today. Uh, I think we're going to hear a little bit later on from our good friend uh, Charlie Oaks from Oxforge. Uh, he called me last night at around 9 o'clock and goes, Hey, I saw your boy on TV. And I was like, which, which boy? He goes, that guy on the show with you, Bill George. 
I was watching the commission meeting, man. He was giving them an earful about the oysters. <laughs> I was like, the man's a superstar. People now recognize you. And call me. Yeah. Call me at home well, to tell well, me listen. that they they hear you or see you on television. I got a question. Why didn't he call? Well, I he was too busy being enamored by you. I guess yeah, I, I don't know, but probably wearing uh, one of them stupid Hawaiian shirts, and uh, that's what you know draws that's, attention. I guess. Yeah. But he's going to uh, call in a little bit later on, and uh, I'm uh, trying to get a hold of Dan Knowles. We'll get a hold of him hopefully in the nine o'clock hour over at Deer Hunter Guns because uh, things are getting a little crazy out there in the in the ammo world these days, and uh, so. Uh, what better place to go to than the guys who deal with it every day and purchase it every day? And what do their distributors say? And what do all the other people you know in the industry say? And you know, you go into one region of the country, and it's uh, it's the Sahara Desert of ammo. They have literally nothing there. And uh, you go to other parts, and people are like, "Well, I got plenty of it around here." Uh, and well, guess listen, it depends where you live. You know? I, I guess. Pockets. I, I listen, don't know. I, I I don't want to give the person's name out because I don't want them inundated with stuff nobody's listening now but uh i got a question (laughs) 707 they they put it out to me he has 650 rounds of uh 40 caliber loose okay yeah 463 rounds of full metal jacket and 187 a hollow point all 40 caliber all 40 Uh uh-huh and he wanted to know how much do you think that's worth nowadays (laughs) yeah uh I mean, so that's a lot of how, ammo. Many, how many rounds altogether total? Uh, how many defensive loads? The hollow, the ones that he. 187. So just under 200 rounds. So that's four boxes. You basically put it that way. A dollar a round? Just about almost. I mean, it's probably around 30 something bucks. I mean, not at any place particular, but defensive loads anywhere from $38 to. Forty and some change, and if they want to get really greedy, it would be like Carlos said, it'd be a dollar around. Yeah, plus so, if you if you throw in the tax, this doesn't have tax, but you know, yeah, you, so, if you bought it in a store, you'd have to. So you know. almost two hundred bucks worth of ammo right there, just in the defensive loads itself, so, and then uh, the full metal jacket range ammo. If you want to be greedy, if you wanted to be, uh, if you wanted to take advantage of it, some of it is. Some people are selling full metal jacket for a dollar around as well. Those gun shops will go unnamed. And uh, if you want to do that, you know, um, G's got it out for twenty four ninety five for 50 rounds, and that's fair. I mean, everybody's like, holy crap, I can't believe you're selling it that cheap. Because That's because they're getting raked somewhere else. Yeah, because they're getting raked somewhere else, uh, bad somewhere else. And so it's not unheard of to say 30 bucks so for 50- Fifty cents a shell is definitely oh yeah for sure reasonable. That would be people would jump on that like a June bug. They'd buy it all. Yeah, they'd be gone. They'd be done in a heartbeat. But the defensive load is what a lot of people are kind of finding a hard oh, yeah. time getting. It's oh, hard dude, to get. I got, I got a brick of uh, I think uh, forty five and is nine, that, and is nine that millimeter like a Bronx term. Hornaby. I got a brick. Yeah, well, yeah. for a lot um, of things, for a lot of things. But <laughs> yeah. I'm, here I'm I'm referring to ammunition, ammo. Well, what's so, the, how much is in a brick? Oh, it, it comes depend- like 20 cases. It depends you know. on how many. Yeah, it comes like, when I used to do the shows, I'd just ask them. Are you talking about full get, metal jacket or defensive loads? Um, Both. Well, then it can't be in a brick. It'd be two separate <laughs> deals. No, no, no. They would no, no, send no. me the little boxes of criti- yeah, 20 critical, rounds. critical defense. 20 rounds yeah. in a box. Yeah. yeah. 
So when you have 20 10 rounds, of those? they would send me a case of that. Right. So, because I was asking them instead of, you know, you know how when you do your rep or you do, you, you know, your pro staff, you go do a show. Instead of getting paid, I would just say, pay me with, you know, the ammo. Ammo. That's a good they, idea. They would send me, hey, what do you There's need? a lot of people that would 30, do that 30. right now. I got one of those of 30-30, Lever Evolution. I, mean, I would I, keep that to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that could actually go to your son's college fund. Yeah, I know. I know, it's insane, man. 30-30 on, uh, online, uh, people are willing to pay. How, could I, how much could I get for one of those 20s? One of those 20. Uh, $35, $38. Wow. If not more. Depending, here's the thing: you wow, put it on two bucks around. You put it up 40. on a gun broker and you let people find it out, fight it out on their own. Yeah, there was uh, friends or uh, people that I know that were putting up uh, two boxes of thirty thirty, and uh, after the bidding was over, they would sell for a hundred and twenty bucks oh, dude, for two I, boxes. I got a bro- gun broker account. I might have to let a few go. <laughs> well, <laughs> Get uh, some Christmas. I, I know I've said it on the show before. I said. You know, talking to people, they're like, well, I was in this store. They had like a couple of boxes of 30-30, and I'd say, did you buy it? And they're like, no, I don't have a 30-30. And I'd say, who cares? It's currency. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, you could go put it up on uh, Facebook or some social media or a gun group and say, well, they don't willing al- to trade. They don't allow you on Marketplace. <clears throat> They'll take it down. They don't let me even put a like an otter. I have a taxidermy. I don't need the otter anymore. I want to sell it. Or Fox, they don't let you. They don't let you put, you know, they flagged my uh If you put two boxes quiver, of ammo up a there. A quiver and, and, uh, and um, a sight, a bow It's your sight. wordage. It's your verbiage that you're using that gets you flagged. You have to be a little smarter than the average bear. I'm going to have to consult with uh, Bill George over here then, get the verbiage right. I'm just saying that uh, you get on there and you say willing to trade for whatever it is you need. We had people coming in. They were we had five seven by twenty eight, FN ammunition, and people were saying, "How much do you want for that?" And we're like, uh, "It's thirty uh, thirty two bucks." And they're like, "What?" Everywhere else in America, it's fifty dollars a box for fifty rounds, dollar a round, and people were, were buying it. And I said, "Do you have a five seven? They're like, "No," but this stuff is like platinum. You know, the people who have a five seven really want the five seven, and they're willing to trade. So it, it's it's trading all over the place out there. Wow. It is. But anyway, so a little bit later on, we'll talk to a couple of gun manufacturers and uh, gun dealer people and all that kind of good stuff and see what they have to say. <clears throat> it's, it's getting so bad that uh, conspiracy theories are flying all over the place. <laughs> and, uh, and I believe they're just that. I, I've heard some... Some pretty wild ones, you know, the typical ones that, you know, uh, uh, you know these these people are hoarding and those people are hoarding and, and, and all the other things that go along with it. I, I think some of these people have so much ammunition, you couldn't, they would never shoot it in a normal, you know, what they normally shoot in a year. They would never shoot it in 15, 20 years. No, I, I had a conversation with a, with a guy last night that was, uh, we were talking and... He was saying, uh, you know, back in the day, I bought X amount of uh, my hunting ammunition because I really liked it, and I got about 10 boxes left. It'll probably last me the rest of my life, you know, if I average three, you know, let's say four shots. So I go to the range, shoot once, make sure it's sighted in, and then the other three are, you know, in critters, and we're done. And, you know, you're done for the season. Yeah. And I said, I did exactly the same thing when Steve Austin looked at me and says, 
How the hell are you buying 10 boxes of Hornady Light back? What are you going to do with all that ammo? I got to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's. It ain't going to go bad. When you no. find something your gun likes to eat. Yes. You, 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 you buy it. it. Yep, yeah. you buy it. So you can. I bought like 10 boxes of the Hornady Light Mag and 10 boxes of the Winchester Silver Tip 130 grain, and I'm, I'm good to go. When the kids get the guns, then they'll worry about where they get it. <laughs> they'll All fight right. about the ammo. Taking a break. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. George Diego in the house. If you want to give us a call, 888-404-1010. It's 888-404-1010. You know what? Somebody just call in and let Carlos know that you're actually listening because he actually believes that the, you know there's we're in here since, talking amongst ourselves. Since Eddie got the property in Georgia, he has no. He don't call left. no more. Yeah, Eddie he has already, no man. What's up with him? He I, don't I, need you no more. He's not, got a, not only that he's got a beautiful girlfriend. Yep, he's yep. got a couple of decent new rifles. Yep. Uh, he's got the property in Georgia, and he's not the lonely trucker guy anymore. He no longer needs you. That's right, man. That's right. <laughs> and and he's growing some hair a little bit. A couple I, well, of sprouts. He his testosterone has been raised. Yeah, you know. Well, so, yeah, he's, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's I guess he's too busy these days, man. Yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing. It, Carlos keeps telling me, as somebody who travels a lot, he keeps listening to the podcast, and he hit the one the other day where Bart was in. Oh man, we got to go to that pier. We got to go to that <laughs> spot where the security guard is. I was I was laughing in my car. I had to call Bill because he said. Like to make believe he was having a heart attack, and he said, "Here, hold the rod." And the guy holds the rod. You take a picture of him, and there he is fishing on yeah. <laughs> in the no fishing area. Oh, well, you got to. <clears throat> I don't know. <clears throat> Bart's always looking for a fight. You know how it is. So uh, it's one it's of in those the kitchen things. all day, man. Come on, give him a break. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, it's a, man. It's, it's a crazy cook syndrome. Yeah, he's looking at food and stuff. He's uh, got to get out. I got you. Well, before the break, we were talking a little bit about ammo, and I, I wait, 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 wait. Before you get into conversation, that, what Mark from Riverview just wanted to say that he's listening to this, you guys right now. What's up, Mark? Mark? Mark and Riverview. Well, maybe you have a new fan now. I got a no, couple. No, no, he didn't know. say he was Carlos, for Carlos. You know, maybe you have a new fan now that you know that Edward has left you, left you behind. Hey, we got Mike too, but Mike's been busy too. Mike's out there hanging around now and out with Alan and uh, Bill Burkett. They're all like yeah. big buddies. Hey, but now. we, you know, our, everybody, fl- everybody's fan. Tom, Tom Free, yeah, Tom's, Tom's, out. Tom's probably listening right now. No, 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 too early. Uh, he's got that big old house. He's bundled up there with them big old dogs. It's a three dog night. He's probably trying to stay warm. Uh, well, <laughs> he's yeah. out there in the water. You open up that back no, window, he's his, got a 40-mile-an-hour wind going through no, the house. No, he's looking at all those special pictures of his property. Oh, that'll That's keep, what it is. That'll keep him busy. Yep. Uh, before the uh, break, oh, by the way, thank thank you so much for, for listening and calling in. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, ammo shortage, uh, conversations that I have, the conspiracy theories are flying around, getting to the point to where actually ammunition manufacturers are now taking to Instagram and I wanted to play this message from uh, Mr. Hornady himself and uh, see what you think on uh, what he's saying. He pretty much covers the gambit 
on what's what's kind of actually happening out there. It was his birthday this week. Yeah. So <clears throat> let me see if I can play this for you and see if you can hear it all right. Hi, I'm Jason Hornady. Thanks for being a customer. We appreciate it. We understand that there is certainly an over-demand right now on ammunition availability. We promise we are shipping everything we can. The stuff that goes out today was literally put in a box yesterday. We've made one-third more than we did last year. Unfortunately, we don't have an extra factory laying around or anything else. We've got X number of people. We are certainly trying to add as much capacity as we can. I can promise you there is no government conspiracy. Nobody's paying us to not ship. The T-shirts we don't manufacture, we actually buy them so they don't affect our ammunition manufacturing. Anything that we can is shipped. Everybody here is working as hard as they can to make sure we ship as much as we can. We appreciate your patience. We understand it's frustrating. It's frustrating for us too. But thank you for the business. We promise, keep shooting because we're going to keep making more. We promise. Thanks. And that was... Uh... That's directly but, from the Hornady uh Well, what gets page. me is in listening to that, he says something to the extent of, you know, don't worry, we get our T-shirts somewhere else. Does somebody really believe they converted gun presses into T-shirt presses I or guess. something? I, well, you guess what I'm saying. Listen, Everybody's got these wild theories that are that, going out that's there That's really, really out there. It, it, hey, it is. listen, so is buying a, a package of baits that says not for human consumption. <laughs> <laughs> but they put it on because there's some retards uh, out there that, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but we'll give it a nibble. But I mean, you heard him say, that, you know, we're not being paid not to manufacture. Yeah. You know, you got that conspiracy like, well, you know, like Biden coming, and you know, the government's paying them not to 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 make bullets, and they're like, what are you talking about? Because you got to remember, they don't just manufacture ammunition for the general public. They also make it for, you know, uh, law enforcement, for military, and all that other happy stuff. And, uh, you know, well, that's why I wanted to have talk to Charlie, because he's a little bit closer to that uh, realm of the world than I am. Uh, he's got some very high uh, friends in high places, and uh, uh, he knows a little bit more about the behind the scenes than I do. So we had a very long conversation last night about about ammo, and he's like going, dude. Listen, at yeah, the beginning of this pandemic nobody was paying people not to make toilet paper but yet this world somehow decided that toilet paper was the next yeah big thing that somehow somebody was paying them not to make yeah, toilet paper that makes no sense well here's what i explain when people ask me 50 times a day why the ammunition is as low as it is i said well let's go let's go by the math supply okay? and demand let's go by the easy explanation since may of this year, we've added almost 7 million first-time gun buyers in the United States. Okay? Wow. First time ever. And so wow. add that to the 393 million. Well, wait a second. 7 million legal gun owners. Right. New. Because the gangbangers no, need ammo, new. too. These are, all, these are all new. I'm talking about somebody who took the time, I need a gun, I want a gun, and mm -hmm. walked into a gun shop and purchased a firearm. And, and, and they don't want just one box. They'll take a couple. Well, here's the thing. At the time of purchase, as we always do, are you going to need ammunition with that? No, no, no. I'll get it later. That's usually 90% is Good. the standard answer. Nah, I, you know, my brother-in-law has some, or, you know, I, I'll get some from my, Good my cousin or my friend, or I think my husband may have some. Good luck. So think about this. 393 million firearms 
owned in the United States. Now you add another 7 million new ones to that. So you have 393 million firearms owners who are out competing right now trying to stock up on ammunition for all the guns that they have, plus 7 million more brand new ones who have now realized that I actually need ammunition to make it work or to at least practice with it or get to know the firearm or actually use it. So just add those numbers together, add the panic portion of it behind it, or the necessity of of uh, replenishing a supply that may be dangerously low. We have a polit- uh, we have a new political president maybe coming in here who is not a friend of firearms or ammunition. So what do you think is going to happen? I mean, just add that fire, put those little fires together, and it turns into a pretty good bonfire. It's like trying to take and find a generator after uh, two hurricanes. Yeah. Yeah. Two exactly. hurricanes crisscrossing, the third one's on exactly. its way. It's exactly. Like, it's like when I was a rep and um, – Obama was in in office. You couldn't find twenty two ammo anywhere. Yeah, was, that was it the was big panic. Unbelievable. Twenty two ammo and the same panic and the same conspiracies were being thrown around at that time which, too. Which I don't understand. Twenty two. I mean, I can understand some of the other stuff, defensive and all that. Uh, twenty two ammo. Yeah, but if you Come ever on. have to do a bug out, it's easy to run around all day with a backpack with a thousand rounds of twenty two, and it's not so easy to run around with a thousand rounds of two two three or three oh eight or. Yeah. 45 ACP juggling around in the back of your backpack. 22, man. You throw a little cricket in there in your backpack. And <laughs> Deadly. You're, and you're good to go. Not only can you eat, but As long as you don't lose the sight. Then it's a shotgun. Yeah, that's another story. The the best gun for that is that little one that you take apart and put it all into the stock. Which which the oh they uh, had they had I missed out buying one of those I wanted it so bad I found one on e- on eBay but it was a lot of money yeah the, no it was the Marlin Papoose oh the Papoose yeah no, remember I, that one yeah that was no the nice, one Bill George's talking about they developed for the Air Force you know is a survival it, it's a it little, all it's a it magazine. all goes in the stock yeah it, it and all it floats what's it called waterproof yeah I what's think a, Springfield what's makes it called it, and. Uh, God, Bill, don't bring something up if you don't know the name, man. Well, the original one, it was like the M something or other. It was like the M7 or something, and then they gave it a name, and then it was the survival rifle. Go- and Google it. Google. I'll, I'll look at it for the break. Okay. The, the military gives it its own designation, and then, of course. It's a dang nice, neat little gun. Well, it's a little semi-auto. has a little, like, little five-round mag. What did it retail for? It's cheap. It was less than probably 200 bucks, maybe. Oh, man. 300 now. All right, look it up, Bill George, so that Carlos will be satisfied. I will. Yep. We're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by our good friends over there at Branded Ford. Lots of great deals and savings going on now just in time for Christmas. Go get one today. We'll be back. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome in, everybody. It's Big and Wild Outdoor. Thank you so much for getting out from underneath those comfy covers and getting over and snuggling up with us right here on the Well, radio. I have determined the gun that I was remembering. My brother has one. It's It was a it's a neat little gun. It's uh, the Henry AR-7. Yes! And as you mentioned, it was originally designed for the U.S. Air Force mm-hmm. for pilots, a survival weapon for the pilots. Because 
it literally, the whole barrel, everything goes into the stock. It can fit in a little backpack. It's small. It's tight. You need it. You pull it out. You use it. And it floats. And it's waterproof. It's watertight. Uh, I will say that it, the uh, the grip, the little swell of it is a little funky. It's a little wide. You know, it's a little, little hefty for uh, people with small hands. But uh, it, it works, operates basically the same way as a Ruger 1022. Yeah. Has a, a little magazine. Yep. Boom. Yep. That's what I'm saying, man. That's a perfect little bug out, you know. That and the the little Ruger, the little breakdown that they make. I saw the gun. I saw the stock. You could probably get, you know, a couple little sinkers and hooks in there, like a little pack of something it's to stick a, it in there the, too. The one I think one of the last ones that we had uh Assuming was, that you're allowed to catch and keep what you catch. <laughs> That's <laughs> look right. at look at that point you don't give a survival mode some some yeah, uh, yeah. some officer pops out of the bushes. You gotta yeah. put that trout back, buddy. Yeah. But I haven't eaten in three do like, days. Do, do like Bear grills and just bite <laughs> off the head and then eat yeah. it raw. Then shoot one of those mullet. They're still good. You can take one. You're yeah. all good. Uh, no, but those they are, those sevens, usually don't hang around for very long. And you know why? It's like guys like Carlos who come walking through and they look at them and they go, oh, dude, I've been wanting one of those. Credit card. Uh, how much is that? Go, let me think about Oh, you know what? I'll go ahead and take it because I probably won't see one for another Three or four years, so I'm going to go ahead and get it now. What a, one of the things I saw when I was just glancing online is somebody had one for about $230, so they're not outrageous. They're not They're not crazy expensive. I mean, yeah. it's it's a little gun. You makes a nice makes a nice stocking stuffer. Yeah, if you can find one, go for it. Yeah, that's true. Well, the, the, you know, the guns are the same way as uh, ammunition these days. They're getting slim pickies, which is another thing that, People just can't get through their heads that we we don't get to order firearms the way that we used to anymore. You know, I used to call up Bill George's dis- distributing and say, "Hey, I need twenty uh, Glock 17s," and he go, "All right, send the mail tomorrow." Now you call up and you go, "Hey, Bill, I need uh, twenty Glock 17s," and he goes, "Put it on your wish list. Good luck, <laughs> and we'll let you know when they come in. And when they come in, then we will tell you how many you get to have." And that that's how it works nowadays. So that's why I tell people, go buy it. Go buy it. You're not hurting our feelings. Go wherever you can go get it, go get it. You know? So do do these vendors have like wish lists or do you put in an order and it's just back ordered? No, they actually nowadays on uh, most of your distributors' websites over on the side, it actually has the words wish list. <laughs> and you go over there and you you find what you're looking for on their site or whatever so, it is or what you're ordering and you put it you know, it's so if you, you go to, add to the wish list, you do. So, so. if you go to RSR, yeah, it's gonna be wish list. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Pretty much. Now, sometimes you can just call your rep up, and like if it was RSR, sometimes you could call them up and say, "Hey, uh, Jennifer, I need this, 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 and this." And they go, "Well, we don't have that, that, and that, but I'll put it over here on the side. I'll put it. I'll add it to your order." And when it comes in, I'll call you and let you know that it's on the way. So when you get people... Will they tell you, like, I have this, this, and that? Uh, you basically have to ask for what it is you're looking for. Mm-hmm. No one's going to make a suggestion. In the most part, they're not going to go, Hey, I got plenty of 458 lot. You need some 375 H&H. Got tons of that. If they did, you might take a few. But you would... I'm telling you, man, you would be shocked and amazed that the... The calibers that people are asking for. the I have not had one person in my entire lifetime until three days ago 
come into any gun shop that I've ever worked at, owned, did anything, and said, hey, can you get me uh, about five boxes of 218B? 218. Well, that, that is an odd one. So, believe it or not, the odd cartridges are the ones that you can find, and when you put them out on the shelf, they are gone. I mean, they are gone. 17 Hornet. How many people actually still own a 17 Hornet? Raise your hand. Ready? Ready? I still Anybody? thought about buying one. <clears throat> well, we, have, we got I, like. I shouldn't say 17 Hornet. One of those. HMR? 17 yeah. HMR. That's I, I thought totally about, different. We're I thought about, about that too, mm-hmm. but. Seven, the, 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 the 17 I'm talking about comes out of there literally uh, eyelash away from 3,000 feet per second. Wow. I mean, it's, it's a cranker. I mean, it, it is. It's a zip. My brother has a twenty-two Hornet. It's like the seventeen Remington. It's you know, four thousand feet. You know, hits a blade of grass and it goes. <laughs> hits a raindrop, never makes it to the target. You know, one of those kind of things. But you're talking about a seventeen caliber bullet, bro. It's as yeah. big around as a pellet. A, a one seventy-seven yeah. pellet. Anyway, I was like. Dylan, what's up with the 17 Hornet, man? He goes, some guy came in and asked for it, man, and I thought I'd go ahead and order it for him. And sure as the world, man, like half of it is gone. And the only problem is is that you have so many new gun owners now, they come in and they see a number, and they think it fits everything. Oh, 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 don't shoot that out your gun. Well, the bad part is is that for the most part, gun shops do not take back ammunition sales. Once you sell ammunition, the liability is too great to take back when it comes. Not that they can't, but they will not, in most cases, instances, do that. that unless unless yeah. Carlos bought it, walked to the front of the store, I just sold it to him five minutes ago, and he walked back in and goes, crap, I thought this was 38 Special, this is 38 Super. Chances are you'd get your money back. Or, if, or exchange. Just or exchange. Exchange, if we have the ammunition. Yeah, like I, I, I made that mistake. I bought um, the TSS. Four tens, mm-hmm. and I bought them in three inch, and I didn't. I wanted the three inch judge, but I didn't get the three inch. I got the the, the smaller one, two right. and three quarter. Yep. So now I have a. So if anybody's listening, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I have a box. Of, I have a box of TSS. He's willing to trade. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it and it wasn't cheap. It was like twenty eight bucks at Bass Pro. Yeah, the the uh, TSS is not not cheap. So I'm sure I could get rid of that. Put it on Gun Broker. Sure, Listen, you could. Uh, you could get rid of that. You can shoot. Two and three quarter instead of three inch. Yeah. Yeah, but the cylinder that is in his firearm will not accept a three inch. No, he said. I thought he said he got two and three quarter. No, no, I needed that. I I I just grabbed the wrong thing, like you said. Oh. You know because there there wasn't. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of ammo, so there was a lot of people buzzing around. I saw it. I grabbed it, threw it in my cart, and that was it. And then when I got home, I was like, oh. Like people who come in and they see six five across the board and they think uh, they're you know I bought my got myself a six five Creedmoor. Uh, does this six five Swiss fit in there? No, that's not gonna fit. Uh, what about Grindle? Is that six five Grindle? Can you put that? No, no. Hey, no, what's the deal with a lot of people making PRC, fun no. making fun of people with the Creedmoors? I, I, Toby, another guy I know, Jeremiah Bennett, it's in Texas it, and Toby. They make fun of the. You know why? Creedmoor because it's guys. the new. It's the new uh, hipster hipster fad rifle. You know, oh, okay. Doesn't have a lot of recoil. You know, it's it's a flat shooter, and uh, uh, you know all the things that everybody likes to hear. You know, it's mm. it's the new style, as the Beastie Boys would say. Yeah. I'm not really a big fan of Creedmoor. Never really have been. Bill George could tell you that, but. Uh, 
if I was going to go a six-five direction, it would be either either be a Swede or it'd be the PRC, which actually mm. has more hitting power downrange than a Creedmoor. And listen, go big or go home. I understand that. Yeah, Mister Three Hundred Win Mag. I know, I know. But it, you know what? I think Toby and all that stuff. There, you know, they're old school guys like that. You know, thirty odd six. 308. Uh, 308, 270. I mean, you got Jack O'Connor, who wrote for years. If you don't know who he is, wrote for years for, like, Outdoor Life and, you know, Sports of Field and all that other stuff. He basically taught an entire generation that there's nothing in North America that you cannot kill with a 270. And now you have other guys, Cooper and all the rest of them, that go, there's nothing in America that you can't get. The most widely versatile rifle you could ever own, 30 out six. You know what I mean? So it's... You have generations of people who've been told by by the Bob Folk Rods of the world, you know, who literally marched over a hill and dale and, you know, put just about every kind of critter on the ground that you could think of, and they only carried one rifle or at least one cartridge, you know, or a rifle in that, that caliber. So uh, they're old school, I guess you would say, as compared to new guys. Uh, they'd go out in the woods. You got to remember how many people used to poo-poo guys who would go in the woods with an AR. What are you going out in the woods with an AR rifle for? What, you got a 50-round mag in there? And you're like, dude, there's five rounds in it. I just kill out. I just got a text from Mike. He says, tell number two. I said, thanks for covering for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mike's looking for a fight, man. <laughs> I tried hooking the two of them up. But you know what, Bill? I think this would probably be one of the greatest shows we could ever think of. You and I go to vacation up in Pennsylvania to kill big deer, and we leave Carlos and Mike here to run the show. <laughs> Just by themselves. Mike's done the show five times, man. Come on. I've done it over 50 times. The two superstar co I'm number one, undisputed. That's it. Yeah. Carla said, hey, Braden's not going to make it in in time today. Uh, You're going to have to start up the show. I'm like, oh, good. I've been always wanting to say, good morning, Tampa Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm standing out in front of the radio station in my shorts, in my T-shirt, letting the hotline just ring. Oh, the, the music's going away. And ring. The music. But it wasn't ringing in here. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Walking home from our house Christmas Eve. You can say there's no such thing as Santa. But as for me and Grandpa, we believe. She'd been drinking too much eggnog And we begged her not to go But she forgot her medication And she staggered out the door into the snow When we found her Christmas morning At the scene of the attack She had hoof prints on her forehead and incriminating clause marks on her back. That sounds disgusting. Grandma got run over. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Carlos Lopez, and Bill George here in the studio, live and in person. Carlos Lopez, number one co host. You forgot that part. No, I didn't. That's your thing, man. We are here. Um, Christmas is right around the corner. I mean, literally. And I have not uh, bought one thing. This is our Christmas show? Then that's what it's, you're saying. It's pre-Christmas, and then you mm-hmm. have the uh, post-Christmas. Our 
I'm assuming that people will still be in town. After, oh, I'll be here. After the Christmas Listen, uh, holiday. I have my Thanksgiving. Since I've been 15, I've been making that trip. Okay? Except it once. should never catch you by surprise, ever. Okay? I don't know what you're saying, but go And ahead. then, when's my next time that I really am out of town? Turkey, Turkey season. season. Turkey season. Turkey. Yeah. yeah. And then Gator, and then uh, no, then Pennsylvania. I, what about? I don't think I missed one. He's on to you, man. One, he's, he's I missed one show because of Gator season this last year. I think the only time that you actually actually missed was when. I want to know you. Wait, At did the you end, come in? I needed to take a Saturday in order to try and get a tag field for somebody. No, but I'm saying during the season, I don't think uh, you missed. And even after the uh, the cooler attack, I don't think you no missed. You oh, were here no. the next weekend, so. There was one day I was having to haul somebody off the water uh, in the middle of the night <laughs> that had broke down, and somebody else was supposed to be here, and you started the show by yourself. Oh, yeah, that wow. was fun. And wow. I, I turned around. I had to, I'm not scared. I had to boogity oh, boogity. I've been here before. Don't worry about it. Uh, but anyway, we uh, I don't know about you guys, Christmas parties, uh, You know, this is the week that most people do it. Uh, Either they go out to someplace nice. If you have a business, you're a business owner. Stuff. Well, at a G yesterday, we had a, a nice little uh, uh, potluck dealio that they put together every single year. Val and all that other stuff, and people brought ham and pies and cakes and you know all kinds of great vittles. I mean, just beautiful, nasty, good stuff that you know tons of. But over in the corner, all alone by itself, somebody brought a king cake. You know what a king cake is, right? Who got the baby? New Orleans kid. They took it out pre, so that you know, so no uh, one, what? so no one chokes. Then on it's it not or a so. king cake. No, I know it's not. As That's soon what as I you said. take the baby out, it's no longer a king cake. I said you've ruined all of our lives. You've just, you've, you literally have cursed us all. I don't know what a king cake is. You're, you're, you're. Thanks for coming. Is it a rum cake? Like I don't remember your name, cakes? sir, but uh, there's the door. It makes it <laughs> out that way. There's an elevator down hey, to your car. Listen. Hey, I got. I just got to do it. It's man. a New Orleans tradition. It's a king cake, and you know, it has colors on the top, usually gold, purple, you know, all that stuff. It's sprinkled with sugar. It's okay. a filling in yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen it. And there's a little before. baby inside of it, little baby Jesus. It's in there, hidden amongst the dough somewhere. And as you cut it up, the person who gets it gets the baby's blessed and has a great year you know good luck kind of it's kind of like getting the cross gotcha. when they do the, the epiphany the, yeah. yeah the greek thing right yeah, yeah okay. well this is that's a I big it's a big uh louisiana tradition we, we got one at my house too it's called the my brother-in-law makes the rice balls and whoever gets the one without the meat filling you get the gift card nice. the dollar gift card really yeah well except, that would kind of suck except covid screwed it up this year why because we're not getting together why because we're not why because you big chicken no, people, you know, people. Some, some people, your people, some people have underlying medical issues and they're well, staying put on in a their mask. house, you know, put on a mask, go get a shot, get some vitamin C. So anyway, shut up over in the corner, all by its lonesome. No one would touch it. The king cake was this little bag oh. next to the king cake. Oh, that bag of popcorn. A- and I said, dude, is somebody going to open that popcorn? I really want to try it. And there was no, everyone in the room was like, I'm not going to eat that. I don't even want to know what that tastes like. And I was like, are you kidding? Why wouldn't you want to try it? And they're like, you want it? Take it home. And I went, I'm going to take it. I'm not only that. I'm Since this is the place where we make each other eat crazy, stupid things here on the show, I thought I'd bring it in and we would all try it together. 
Oh, of course. So we We're going to make another show like the, the canned meat show. No, no, no. This is here. I'm not going to Facebook Live it or anything like that. I just wanted to see if uh, you guys liked it. I wanted to try it. Oh, good thing see if I, it's listen, done. Good thing I got half a burrito, so if that thing that's, tastes terrible, I could finish off the... That's why I had the burrito early, because I didn't know if it was going to rain. But anyway, it is boiled crawfish-flavored popcorn. I'm a big fan of popcorn. I'm a big Cajun fan of crawfish. I've had so, it before, and so, it's good. Uh, but. I wanted to try it and see what it is. And since I had to eat the, the meat first last time, I think we should make Bill George eat this first this yep, time. Yep, I'm all for that. And Here see what go. he does. So, Here Bill, uh, I opened it up for you. It's fresh. Smells good. It smells like regular popcorn. I better popcorn. not start coughing with the dang with popcorn. The, why? With the popcorn you think kernel. We're gonna, you think thing. we're going to like accuse you of COVID or something? What's the deal? Well, does it taste like crawfish? I think it's like eating the shells of the crawfish. What? Don't, don't disappoint me. Is it really good? I'll take Carlos's word. He's got about the same palate as I do. Got a little kick. Oh, kick. it has a little kick to it, man. Oh, now that's my, you're it, speaking my language now. It, it doesn't taste bad. It take, it gets you like two, three seconds in. And yeah, it does have a little something, but you're something. you're chewing it. Yeah. You're chewing it, and all I hear is crunch, 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 and it reminds me of chewing shells. I don't, it doesn't taste like. Okay. It has a little. I guess little I got to get the right kernel in there. Obviously, it's not evenly dispersed. Oh, because the first three ingredients, popcorn, uh, coconut oil, and crab boil. So yeah. it's basically just the spice that they put in there for the crab boil. Sure. Yeah, and they recycle the water, I'm sure. Which is totally <laughs> different, by the way, in Louisiana than it is with Old Bay or anything else like that. The crab boils that they use, because they boil crabs in Louisiana. They, they don't probably, steam crabs like they do in other places. Like they should, they, they, they should put here. some dehydrated crawfish in there. Is what they should do. That's, that, see, that, that's what I thought. Maybe that was like the, you know, the, the little Japanese dehydrated shrimp or tunas that yeah, you can yeah, get yeah. like that. It'd be like a Cracker Jack box, except yeah. but with crawfish with, with meat in it. I'm sure the packaging yeah. would be have to be. Totally and we could different. put a little baby Jesus in there and make it like a whole thing. It's a clear bag, like you wouldn't be able to. F- oh, there he is. Uh, <laughs> we changed the bag. It's all raw materials. <laughs> you literally have me picturing like when I was eight years yeah, old you and put there was a, a prize uh, in the you, bottom you, of Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, you You're put like a cell, like, just like the Cracker Jack. It's in a cellophane now, like a silver. And that's, you know, well, hey, we might be starting yeah, a thing. Yeah, you reach it and you pull it out. Yeah. So basically it's popcorn with crab boil remember, sprinkled Remember when it. you were a kid? Dang you get, it. I you thought get, it was going to taste Remember when you were a kid, you get Cracker Jacks and I actually had peanuts? Now it's like... Finding the prize to get a peanut. Maybe because you have so many kids nowadays, you know, because ninety nine percent of the of the children population. Is yeah, because they stopped eating cracker jacks. Give them <laughs> cracker jacks as a kid. Jesus, baby Jesus, you okay? I'm okay now. You okay? Take a drink. I, I'm take a drink. I, I, laughing with popcorn kernels going down your yes. throat is not a good thing. That's what I was worried about, especially on a radio show. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well. <laughs> Expect, like, uh, expect, uh, expect everything when I'm here, okay? That's the problem. Be prepared. A little bit later on in the show, we're going to uh, talk to uh, Charlie Oaks, uh, the famous knife maker of Charlie Oaks, Oxforge uh, Fanfare. You know, he has his own little gun shop that he likes to babysit. He goes out and opens it up a couple of days a week, and 
uh, chit-chatting with him last night, uh, picking his brain about the ammunition and shortages and all that other kind of stuff like that. I said, man, you need to call in. Where's he from? Oh, he's from here. What, we, what part? We need to Bay see. City? No, he's over there uh, uh, between Seminole and Get Largo over there. Okay. Between we the need two him to build a knife box, put the impression in the box where the knife is supposed to be. We'll send one to every FWC commissioner and say, this is a knife we get to use when cleaning our trout, redfish, and snook in the Tampa Bay area. The Invisa and knife? The invisible knife. Yeah. The air knife. <laughs> it's an air blade. I was going to say, if Charlie's making it, there's probably a two-year wait. So, what's, what's Charlie? Carlos, you're shaking your head. It's all custom-made. He doesn't. It's like the ammo, man. It's going to take forever. Well, take because there's a difference. Charlie's stuff is custom-made, whereas ammunition comes spitting out of a machine, you know, every 50 seconds. It's like, you know, well, pumping they, out well, rounds. They so. want to make, quali- you know, quality can't go down. You no. know, just because you're no. cranking them out, so no. you, know, you got to be it, safe. But for uh, Charlie's one of his knives, it's usually there's a there's a waiting list, and people are used to a waiting list. Yeah, unless well, it's one of the black knives or something like that, then he's like, uh, he'll probably tell you to go to some other particular place and pick him up. I got him over there. Go get one from. Go get one of my knives. So got, that's what got, they do. Gotcha. He he. Yeah, he wouldn't be too happy with the knife I'm carrying right now. Then. Why? What are you carrying now? I mean, I like have? it. What is it? Gerber? No. Microtech? No. Benchmade? Crap box? Oh, my gosh. Wait, did you get that at an Ace I, Hardware no, or I used, something? I used, used to rep for them. I, oh, is that where you got it? Find it on the floor of a Scotty's warehouse hey, back in the day? It's an affordable knife for the working man. <laughs> Sarge knives. They're, they're decent. Did the Scotty's reference just go right over your head? I mean, how long has it been since there was a Scotty's around? When I moved to Florida, well, like Scotty's 18, lamb, 20, 20 years ago. Found that in the wood pile back in the back of Scotty's. Listen, I've had to throw a few of these out at the airport. So sure. It didn't hurt so bad. Well, that is true. Well, it's, it's easier to hand over a $6 knife than it is to hand over 20, a $600 knife. Listen, it's $20. Maybe that's wholesale, but retail's $20. $20. $20. It's a break time. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, the music's back on. Let's not you do like the last segment. let it play the whole time? Yeah, the last segment we did. How it long was is, funny. How long is this song? <laughs> you had a uh, minute and four from when it started. Right now you're at 35. See, man, I could do this easy. We can talk right through this, no problem. Taking a break, you guys. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Lots of great holiday deals going on for you right now. Go check them out. Go get you a new car or truck today. We're going to be right back.